1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
2: It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai-Becton tape is for you.
1: Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson
2: looking in, it's a wide open touchdown. First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson. And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5,
1: touchdown. Jones has just caught flat footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll, he'll, he'll immediately got the handoff. You know and it's <laughs> the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen. Thank you.
3: From the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like A Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like A Jet1. And it is time for part two of the weekend mailbag Easter Sunday edition. Thank you so much for spending part of your Easter Sunday with us. And of course, to help me answer questions during part two of this mailbag, I've got with me Andy Vasquez, who covers the Jets from NorthJersey.com. Happy Easter. Let's jump right back into the mailbag. Next question comes in from Day Kina. He says, if you were in Joe Douglas's chair, would you feel comfortable picking the fourth highest rated edge on your board If the top three picks were all edge rushers, or would you rather get the number one wide receiver or number one cornerback and hope the early run on edge rushers leads to Jermaine Johnson sliding to 10? So first of all, I'm assuming that you're talking about Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson, and Kayvon Thibodeau going one through three. In that scenario, me personally, you're asking me what I would do. I would take Sauce Gardner without question, and then I would hope that Jermaine Johnson is there at 10. I might even be willing to move up a spot or two to grab him if I needed to. I just think that Sauce Gardner is the type of player that can absolutely help transform a defense. He can be, for the Jets, what somebody like Jalen Ramsey has been for the Rams, just an eraser and somebody that can absolutely take that secondary to another level. This is a kid that you got to remember at Cincinnati. He was brought in with the idea that maybe by his junior year, he'd be a contributor. He got on the field against your guys, UCF Andy, and immediately made an impact and never left the field as a freshman. He became a starter and was entrenched there the rest of the way. And his third season in Cincinnati, he was so good that teams were afraid to even throw at him. So He's a guy that, in addition to having the confidence and checking all the boxes athletically and physically, he also, by all accounts, is a high-character kid, would fit in perfectly with what they're trying to build in that Jets locker room. So that's what I would do. I'm not saying that's what they will do. You heard Andy before. He thinks they probably wouldn't go cornerback. I'm not sure what they're going to do. I'm just telling you what I would personally do. I wouldn't consider a wide receiver at number four. I honestly wouldn't even consider a receiver at 10. I just don't think any of these guys are worth that pick. But as far as cornerback, yeah, I would go with sauce in that scenario. Not saying that's what the Jets will do, but that's what I would do personally.
4: Yeah, it all depends on what your draft board looks like, right? if, If the fourth best edge rusher on your draft board is like the 12th best guy on your draft board, you can't take him at number four because that's where you 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 don't you cannot draft like if it's within a couple of picks there's an argument to be made where like drafting for need makes sense but outside of that it's that's insanity um so if you're going to keep the pick you got to it's got to be at a position where somebody is there that that's around 4 on your draft board and personally I'm with you on sauce like I think they need a cornerback like that like that that's something that works in this league and it, it it just changes the defense like you said because it's like you don't have to worry about a whole side of the field almost um i mean that's just that's huge so and everything you said about him his competitive spirit i i, I think cincinnati lost that first game he played in just wanted to point that out but <laughs> um but i mean the kid is a phenomenal competitor he has a great attitude from everything i've heard and i think he'd be he'd be a great fit and i think he like like if you look at his tape he should be about there on the draft board so that would make sense to me i i just don't get the feeling that they would do that but but i would not argue with them if they did i think it would make a ton of sense absolutely and and as for the wide receiver thing like i'm with you on four i think four is too high for any of these guys um, 10, I, I, I think, you know, uh, Garrett Wilson from Ohio state and, and uh, Drake London from USC. I think both of them have some interesting things about them to where I, I would probably pick one of them at, at number 10, because I think you do have, you can't go like, you can't get out of the first round without giving Zach Wilson something, some sort of help. So, Maybe if, if you don't like them at 10, you trade down a little, but I, I think like taking a wide receiver in the top half of the first round would not be a, a reach given the guys that are out there. And, and I think it could make a big difference for the team moving forward. So I feel a little bit differently about that.
3: Andy, just to fact check you, Cincinnati did beat Central Florida in that game. UCF,
4: by the way, not Central Florida
3: going to have to say UCF exclusively from now on apparently otherwise Andy's going to scold me Andy since you brought up the wide receiver position with your answer to the last question a couple of people were asking about a different receiver than the two that you mentioned and that is Jamison Williams David Yaffe says what do you think the odds are the Jets would draft Jamison Williams at number 10 and also Donnie Azoff asked why isn't Jamison Williams the favorite for the 10th pick so I've said this before I would not pick any of these receivers at number 10 I don't think any of them are worth the pick, but if I was going to pick one, it would be Jamison Williams. I think he's hands down the best receiver. I know he has the ACL injury, but I've talked about this before. I had a long conversation with our friend, Dr. Steven Stoller, and if the Jets draft Jameson Williams, believe me, we will do a long show on this because he has a lot to say, but he believes that with the nature of ACL injuries and how there's new technology around them. If Williams' rehab is done properly, he could be back by the end of June and at the latest sometime in August. Because of what an explosive talent he is and how good of a fit he would be in this offense, especially considering how great he is after the catch with the ball in his hands, that's the guy that I would pick. Now, at number 10, I wouldn't do it. And the reason is because I just think there's better value to be had with different players, especially considering the ACL. I know that I just said... That it's not as big of a factor as it's been in years past, but it does weigh him down a little bit in the sense that it's going to take him a while to really get started. And remember, we've talked about this with rookie wide receivers before. Generally, it takes them a year to really adapt. So with Williams, if he's not ready till, like, say, August, that drops him back a couple of months, which means that odds are he doesn't really hit his stride until the end of year one. Under normal circumstances, that wouldn't really be a big deal, but you do want somebody that can help elevate Zach Wilson right away. Again, though, the conundrum is, as I said, no matter who the receiver is that you pick, Odds are he's not going to make that level of impact year one anyway. So what I come back to is I wouldn't take Jamison Williams at number 10. I just think it's too high. I wouldn't take any of these receivers there. I don't think they're good enough. I think Elijah Moore would be the best receiver in this draft. I don't care what anybody says. You can disagree with me if you want. That's my opinion on it. I would also take Waddle, Smith, Chase, Judy, or Lamb above any of these guys. And I think it's by a comfortable margin, especially with that ACL injury to Jamison Williams. So... I wouldn't take Jamison Williams at number 10, but if they are going to take a wide receiver at number 10, that's the guy that I would take.
4: Yeah. I I mean, the reason that I don't have Williams as highly rated as the other guys is the ACL. And I don't think it's realistic that they would take him at 10 just because like he wouldn't be able to participate in the offseason program. And, and they've talked about how important that is, um, I think you get a little lower down in the first round, even, even toward 15, then, then it, it's a conversation. Uh, But he's definitely a good fit for the offense. Definitely an explosive guy. Um, And I, I think he would definitely help them in the future. He has a chance to be a really good receiver. So I, I don't, it's not that I don't think he's on the level of those other guys, but I think the, the ACL thing, while, I agree with, I'm not a doctor, but there's a history of guys coming back from ACL tears and being explosive and productive. So it, it's not like, it shouldn't be a total red flag, but like you said, given the Jets situation, um, I don't think it would make sense. I, I think if those, if those other two guys are on the board, I, I, would, I like them better.
1: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Peter J. Dillard, who says, I like LaMarcus Joyner at free safety, but is anyone else concerned that he's the only free safety the Jets have? Also, should Jets fans be concerned that they didn't properly replace Foley Fatakasi?" The Jets have enough picks to move up in the draft if they want to, to fill holes at free safety, linebacker, edge, wide receiver, cornerback, and running back, so there shouldn't be any excuses for Joe Douglas. What are your thoughts on this? Also, how is it possible that the draft hasn't happened yet? This is ridiculous. (laughs) I'm with you, Peter. Also should say that Peter is recovering from passing a kidney stone and still... Sent in questions because he said he didn't want to miss the opportunity to jump into the mailbag. So, Peter, this is why we love you. It's not just because you invented the term usurper for Adam Gase. You're one of our favorites, and we admire your dedication. Can't believe that you did that while you were passing a kidney stone. God bless you for that one, and I hope you're feeling better. So let's answer these now. As far as free safety, I agree. I do think they need to do something there. LaMarcus Joyner, good player, but he was hurt all last year. He's in his 30s now. Who knows what you're going to get out of him. That's why, as you said before, Andy, I think Kyle Hamilton could very much be in play if he's there at number 10. I don't know about number four, but at number 10, they have that big hole at free safety. If they really like Hamilton, could make a lot of sense there. As far as not replacing Foley Fadakasi, I'm not really that worried about it. The Jets' defensive line wasn't great against the run last year anyway. They went out and got a couple of rotational pieces. I'm sure they'll draft somebody somewhere in this draft. I like Foley Fadakasi, good player. But I'm not really going to worry too much about a run-stuffing defensive lineman on a unit that was really bad at stopping the run anyway. And then as far as being able to move up and fill some holes at spots that they need to fill, I don't know that they necessarily even need to move up. But you're right. Joe Douglas needs to hit on a lot of these picks. He put all his eggs in the draft basket, so he's got to be able to come through as you said, there are no excuses because ultimately if he doesn't hit this team, isn't going to be good enough and he's going to be walked out the door in a year or so.
4: Yeah. I mean, I think that's where the, the the hardest part, somebody you asked some, one of the questions earlier was, you know, is Joe, would Joe Douglas be comfortable? And I don't think he'll be comfortable at any point during the draft because he's in a situation where he needs to land multiple players who are able to contribute next year. And that's, you know, the draft is a crapshoot. Like it really is i mean these guys are making their best educated guesses but if you look at top 10 picks just go back to the quarterbacks these guys i mean from 2018 these guys were looked at extensively and as as closely as you could ever be looked at and i mean basically every team got it wrong right except for the bills so uh, i can't remember i know there was another good quarterback drafted later that i mean lamar jackson right so Mm -hmm. except for the bills and the ravens um and every team passes on, on Lamar Jackson, if I remember correctly. So um, it's hard. It, and it's it's a really tough situation to be in. Um, but that's uh, the situation the Jets are in. Going back to the safety situation, I agree that it's it's too risky, given who the Jets have on the roster, uh, to, to go into this season with Joyner as, as really the only option there. And I do think... That's why Hamilton is in play. I think there's a debate, a healthy debate at four. I don't know what the right answer is. I like him a lot, but I, I understand why you wouldn't want to pick him at four, but it's a no-brainer if he's there at 10. Like, there's not even a question. you do it. Um, and then with Foley, yeah, like, they weren't going to pay him $15 million a year. Uh, they're not going to be able to fully replace him, but I don't necessarily think they have to. I think having more competent safety play is going to help a lot of their issues with the run Um, having, you know, another cornerback who's a proven tackler and a a proven, he's, he's maybe not a proven top tier starter, but Hall has, has, as, you know, can play in this league, having more guys like that out there on defense and, and they're going to have to do something at linebacker too. All of that will help the run game. and, And you can, you know, Foley wasn't out there every snap anyway. Nobody's out there every snap, so they, they can get through this year or the next couple of years, with the rotation and kind of filling in. I don't think it's going to make this make or break impact on the defense, but I do think obviously that they need to address defensive tackle in, in the draft.
3: Next question comes in from Kyle Michael. He says, I keep seeing all these mock drafts, but how likely do you think it is that the Jets actually pick at both 4 and 10 rather than trading away 1? Which one do you think they'd be more likely to trade? They do trade 1. I think it's far more likely to be number 10 than number 4. Just because I think number 10 might be that sweet spot for teams looking to move up for a QB... And it's and it's entirely possible that the Jets may be in a spot at number 10 where they don't have anybody on their board that they must have. They may have a variety of different guys there that they're comfortable with, so they're okay with moving down a couple of spots. Whereas at number four, let's say there's a player they really want, whether it's Thibodeau or Quanu or Gardner or Trayvon Walker, whoever it is that could be there at number four that they think definitely won't be there at number 10, then they would go and pick that guy. But at number 10, it might be a little different. So I think that there's probably higher than a 50% chance that they keep both picks. But if they do trade one, I'd say it's far more likely to be number 10.
4: Yeah. I I agree with you on which pick is more likely to be traded. Uh, Just because if we know anything about Joe Douglas, he's, he's not going to take equal value for that fourth pick. He's, he's going to want more. And because there's not that quarterback that's kind of nobody's going to jump up to four to get a quarterback it would be surprising at this point to say the least. Uh, I don't think he's going to get that kind of offer for the fourth pick so he's more likely to hold on to it and and there is a good chance that there should be somebody they can pick there who, who's worth that pick and is, is the top on their board at the time um, and yeah I think it's more likely that somebody makes a reach for a quarterback at 10. So everything you just said basically I agree with uh, on that front I I, I think it's yeah it, it's hard to say like if they're going to make a trade what to put odds on that because it's it's going to be such a fluid situation um my gut says that they don't but that's just that's just kind of my gut feeling I, I don't I don't have anything to back that up it, it's it's very hard to project it because it's going to depend on the moves that are made around their, them that night and, and the players that are on the board. So um, that's, it's really hard to project that. But just like my gut instinct is that there'll be players at both 4 and 10 that the Jet, that can help the Jets and, and are of appropriate value.
3: Next question comes in from Jesse parrots He says, which do you think is more likely? The Jets make three picks in round one this year or the Jets pick up an extra first for next year? I'm going to say it's more likely that the Jets make three picks in the first round this year because they're so close to the first round that if there's a player they want, they can jump up from 35 without that much of a problem. Getting an extra first rounder for next year is going to require somebody being desperate for a particular player, and I just don't think that there's going to be a scenario where that happens. I think at number four, like you said, Andy, you'd need a quarterback to be in play there. And at number 10, it's something similar. And I don't think that any of these quarterbacks are going to be coveted the way that even somebody like Justin Fields was last year. So I don't think they're going to be getting an extra first rounder in next year's draft here. I think it's far more likely they move up a few spots from 35.
4: Yeah, I agree completely. And for all the reasons you said, and and because at, at some point, you you can't keep kicking the can down the road. You got to get you got to get better now, and I, I think he's going to be motivated to to find players that can help him now, uh, more than getting a first round pick for next year. So that short answer to that question, but a simple one, and, and I agree with you.
3: Next question comes in from Rice Water Drink. He says, being that the Jets tried to trade for Tyreek Hill, a guy who can take the top off a defense, which wide receiver in this draft do you think does that best? Would it be Jamison Williams or another prospect? It would be Jamison Williams.
4: Yeah. I mean, he definitely showed in college he can do that. I think Garrett Wilson has that potential too. But in terms of like... The pure explosiveness, especially after the catch, he's, he's the guy that, that sticks out in this draft.
3: That's going to wrap up part two of the mailbag. Make sure you check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from down under Luke Grant has got some great videos up there. Check out those videos and subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store at teepublic.com. That's public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers Quinn and Williams Bless You Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, the Zack the Ripper shirt, the Zack Says Go Long shirt, mugs, hoodies caps it's all there tpublic.com that's tee and make sure you give us a five-star review for the podcast on itunes if you haven't done that already easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you can go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play